Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football. My name is Mark. As always, I'm joined by Paul. Paul, you're not looking quite as happy as you may have looked in the last podcast. Did something not good happen during the week? Uh, I had a pretty good week. It's a pretty good week, okay. Went away for a few days, came back. Um, unfortunately, my flight got in early enough to... Uh, Make it to the match. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll get onto that in a minute. No, no, no spoilers this week, right? No yeah. spoilers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, interesting intro music it was obviously uh, right here, right now by Fatboy Slim. Uh, I'm assuming that's a homage to the shut- the Sutton United goalkeeper uh, who was sent off, or sorry, who was who was suspended for eating a pie at half time. Fired. Fired. Yeah. Because he was eating, a, he was videoed eating a pie at half time. So yeah, that's why you went with Fatboy Slim. Uh, you're on the right track, but it wasn't by Fatboy Slim. Oh, who was it by? That was the Pete Tong mix. Ah, okay. The famous well, DJ Pete Tong. Okay, why have you gone with Pete Tong? Uh, I think last week we were talking about uh, Easton's debut and the, the, f- the first female title winner to make a debut in the Asian Champions League. Okay. Uh, and within three minutes, that debut had all gone Pete Tong. But I guess we'll get onto that in a minute as well. Ah, okay. So, rhyming slang for all gone completely wrong. Yeah. And not rhyming slam for Pete Tong in Hong Kong. Okay, this week. Okay, so coming up t- tonight, as we discussed, there's obviously going to be uh, a big, a big um, ACL uh, podcast. I guess we're going to review uh, last week's or, or this week's ACL games, and then we'll preview next week's ACL games as well. Yeah. Also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about everyone's favourite childhood memory. Uh, that was Lego, which has apparently made an appearance in the K League. Uh, we'll go over the epic. Well, it's fake Lego, right? It's fake Lego, yeah. yeah. We'll go over the the well, of course it's in Korea, right? We'll go over the FA Cup uh, round one and round two have been drawn. Yeah. We'll Wait, see. The song I've been drawn against. Uh, they're not in this round yet. Oh. Uh, but we'll My see. Bad. We'll we'll see who Jesus United uh, gets to face up against. Yosu, but there was a big mix up on Twitter about whether it was Yesu or Yosu. Anyway. It's um, Yesu. Yesu, yeah, but not as in Yesu Christu, right? Yeah, um, as in Yesu Christu. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, my bad. Okay, I guess we'll look at... Um, we talked, we've been talking about new kits that have been brought out. Uh, there's a couple of kits that have come out this week. One being applauded by the fans, one being boycotted by the fans. And then, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll probably wrap it up at that with our, our ACL previews, yeah? Yep. Okay, sweet. So, first up, uh, let's look at the games that, that matter, the games from the ACL... Uh, last week, we had two games on Tuesday and two on Wednesday. We're only going to talk about the Korean games, obviously, not going to talk about the other games yet. So first up, let's go over Tuesday's game, Paul. You said that you were unfortunately there. What does that mean? Um, I think I predicted last week that it would be a cagey draw, and I was 85% right. Okay. It was a cagey match and should have been a draw. Okay. Okay, and but it, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Unfortunately, Seoul lost one nil to a rather world-class Hulk strike. You'd have to say, yeah. Yeah, we spent the the hour previous to that taking the piss out of him because he was truly dreadful. Mm-hmm. For example, he took a free kick about ten yards inside the touchline near the halfway line, and he managed to kick it out by lobbing it over his his uh, winger who was stuck on the on the touchline. Okay, and and several other horrendous missed kicks like that. Okay. Don't know whether he was trying to lull us into a false sense of security or not, but how was Oscar? Oscar was, I think, he didn't show any of the, the flair that he'd been jiffing about in after the their playoff game. He wasn't particularly 
flashy or outstanding, but I think he covered the pitch well and he, he got back to defend well. Okay. Uh, bit of a, a driving machine in midfield. Okay. Talking about getting back to defend well, uh, so should have um, equalised, shouldn't have finished 1-0, uh, as the, the long-haired lover from Liverpool, Dehan, uh, managed to, I guess, the, the word of the pundit would be he won a penalty, uh, the word of the fan would be he cheated and ridiculously, shockingly dived uh, when it was nowhere near a foul. Um, he was shoved over. He was not shoved about. over at all. He was not even remotely shoved over. It was one of the worst dives I've ever seen. Uh, if you don't believe me, speak to the Phantom. He will tell you uh, in his neutral um, use of English language. Football language. But he was sitting much further away from the action than I was. So. Yeah, I watched it three times on a replay and I can tell you there was no contact. Anyway. Fake news. That's fake <laughs> news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're CNN and I'm Fox, right? Anyway, um, there's been no one fouled as much as Dayan has. No one. <laughs> anyway. It's a media conspiracy against FC Seoul. Anyway, uh, Dayan took the penalty himself after a, a rather short but what looked like tense discussion with uh, ex-captain Osmar. Yep. Not the first time they've argued over a free kick or a penalty or or something, but I guess now that Osmar is no longer captain, Dehan gets to overrule him. Gets to overrule him, yeah. Stepped up, worst penalty I've ever seen. But it went in. Easily saved by the keeper. It went in. It went in where? It went in the stand? It went in the net. For one all. Yeah, did it, Paul? Not in the game I watched, and not according fake to... Fake news. Not, not Stop according with your fake news. Not according to the ACL table either, which shows that so are not on one point. That's liberal propaganda. Okay, anyway, back to real football. Um, so, so lost 1-0. Uh, the other match was between Yuraba Reds in Sydney. Yep. Um, I think we said that would be a kind of cagey game, maybe like a one-each draw or something. Yeah, we got that one horrendously wrong, right? Uh, yeah, we did. It's your rabbit ran out easy for no winners, right? So the group of death is looking dead. dead already. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, it's dead already, right? Yeah, soul travel. We'll talk about this in the review and the preview, sorry, but soul travel to your rabbit next. That's become a must win game, right? Already. Uh, or definitely a must not lose game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've a must but, lose But you game. can see. Urawa beating Seoul and Shanghai beating Sydney. That would be six six zero zero. And that would group be over. Yeah, basically, yeah. So not good, not good. But anyway, we'll see. I guess when we get to our previews, we can talk about more in depth about that. But, yeah. I mean, obviously Seoul did lose, but I think uh, we've often said that it's all very well for these Chinese team having two or three superstars, but the the, re the remaining eight players are crap. Yeah. And I think that was fairly true for this game. Seoul dominated the game. Uh, the fact they didn't have a star striker up front, an Adriano, if you will, uh, meant that they got created several really good chances and didn't score either mm -hmm. of them. Shanghai were poor for 89 minutes and they just got that one good chance. Well, it wasn't even a chance, but somehow Hulk leathered it in. Yep. And that was the difference between the two teams. I guess that's the difference that 35 million pound buys you as well. Yeah. yeah. Someone who can have a bad game but have that flash of brilliance. Whereas they just don't really have that type of player right now? Probably probably not, right? And I think the same kind of scenario was uh, displayed the following day when Jiangsu went to Jeju. Yeah, definitely. Because I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts, Jeju dominated Jiangsu. And then Ramirez. Ramirez. Popped up in the 90th minute and stuck his toe out and got a, a, the goal in. Yeah, it was, uh, from what I can read, or I, I didn't see it either, but from what I've read on Twitter, 
was like, yeah, very harsh on on Jeju. Jeju had the, the control of the game, had chances, hit the woodwork uh, twice, I think, post and bar, uh, but were just unable to convert it, yeah. And, yeah, that's a bad start for Jeju, yeah. Uh, other game on Tuesday night involving the Korean team is uh, Ulsan, who played uh, Kashima Antlers. Um, didn't really, I think we, we said we weren't really thinking this would be too good or much for uh, Ulsan, yeah? yeah? I think didn't really imagine that we'd get anything out of it. And yeah, we were right. They lost 2-0 uh, uh, pretty... I'm not really sure about the game, but I think it was nothing to half-time. I'm not really sure, but yeah, but then by full-time, I think Antlers showed their class, yeah? Yeah. Interestingly, the other game in that group was between Brisbane Roar and Muangthong, yeah. which finished uh, nothing each in Brisbane, yeah? Yeah. So that group stands with like, Kashima on top, which we thought... Brisbane and Muanthong on one point, and Osan at the bottom on zero, yeah? Yeah. And to be honest, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a bad result for Brisbane at home, but yeah, we need to see how, how Osan do when they have their next, their, their home game, yeah? Yeah. Next home game. Okay. So we talked here about uh, Group H, we talked about Jeju and Jiangsu. Uh, the other result in that, in that group uh, saw Gamba Osaka destroy Adelaide. In Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, both Japanese teams that travelled to Australia ran home pretty easy, convincing winners, yeah? Uh, Gamba won that one 3 0. Uh, so, they and Jiangsu are sitting at the joint top in three points with Jeju and Adelaide on zero, yeah? All I'm going to say is for every single match in this ACL, hell slap it into Adelaide for complaining about John Book in the first place. <laughs> So anyway, let's move on. Uh, group G, the other group containing a, a, a Korean team. So uh, this was Suwon Blue Wings. Uh, they played against uh, Kawasaki Frontale. They went to Japan. Kawasaki took an, an early lead in this one, maybe about 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And then I think almost immediately Suwon pulled it back, right? Uh, I think it was about 20 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. So one each half-time, one each full-time. Good result for Suwon. Uh, a draw away in Japan's never bad, is it? Yeah. Best result of any Korean team as well, yeah? Yeah. And all they need to do is better that against Kawasaki at home to qualify, you'd think. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so, yeah. So a, a draw of two all or better, or a win, and they'll presumably go through, unless they seriously cock up against Eastern. Mm, yeah. No, need to, away goals, they need to be a nothing each draw to, to go through. That's right, yeah, isn't it? So. Yeah, nothing it, No, is it away goals or is it... I think it's away goals and then goals scored after that, I think. What, what were they complaining about last year? They lost because Melbourne drew two each uh, in Suwon and they drew one each in Melbourne. Uh, okay. So we need to be supporting for Kawasaki to score two goals in Suwon? Pretty much, yeah. So when's that game? Should we go? Uh, I'll probably be there, you have to imagine I'll be there. Uh, that game will be... 25th of April. Uh, 25th of April, yeah. I should probably be there, yeah. Okay, the other result in that... As we said earlier, saw uh, Eastern make their make their their debut. Uh, they went to Evergrande. Whole lot of controversy about this game. Uh, Guangzhou Evergrande banned uh, travelling support, even though they had sold tickets. Why, uh, why, why was that? I have no idea. That, like there's a whole bunch of stories on, on on Twitter. No one really got to the bottom of it. Evergrande said that it wasn't actually them. They said it was it was the Hong Kong FA that then banned travel. 
then it came out that it was, a, it was the Chinese government that banned it, and then people were saying, no, 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 it's Evergrande that's done it. Nobody actually knows. The fact is, the tickets were sold to Eastern on good faith, and then taken back, it would seem. I hope they get a... I think it should be disqualified from the tournament, personally. Me, but yeah, I would not disagree with you on that one. But you can't... I mean, you can't ban... A, I mean, there's so much politics going on in China, but you can't ban the Eastern fans from travelling. I think that's buying it order. There's, there's two things that football really hates, right? First, first is government interference. So yep. if it was the Chinese government saying you can't have Hong Kong fans coming, then that, that's clearly uh, against the, the, the spirit of FIFA regulations. And we always sing uh, national associations being kicked out of the World Cup for government interference in yep. running the FA. Uh, and also, like... Banning away fans is no, you can't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know how how it's covered under under FIFA, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, there doesn't seem to have been any reason to ban the fans. Um, so I'm I'm going to hope it wasn't taken by by Evergrande himself. I'm going to hope it was, uh, if the fans were banned, it was a decision where maybe the Hong Kong government said bad idea to travel, guys. There might be trouble or something like that, and put a block on it. But I guess that's a story that's probably going to run and run and run all the way uh, to to April, yeah, when Evergrande go to Eastern. Yeah, we'll see how that because it's only a two-hour train ride, so. But I guess uh, Evergrande fans may not easily get a visa to visit Hong Kong. Yeah, especially after all that, now, right? Yeah. Um, but that game did finish, as you said earlier, like it all went Pete Tong after a few minutes. Uh, why did Why did it all go Pete Tong first of all, Paul? Uh, Easton had a guy sent off after three minutes for handling on the line. Yep. So I forget who it was, but one of the Evergrande players took a shot and the Easton defender dived and palmed it out, so he red carded. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming they scored the resulting penalty? Yeah, they scored the resulting penalty. Uh, they then scored another goal. Uh, they then got another penalty, which they missed. Okay. Uh, then they got another guy sent off. So after about twenty-five minutes, they were down to nine men. Yeah. And then the floodgates opened. Yeah. And it ended up seven-nil. Ended up seven-nil. Interestingly, that two Chinese players scored a brace. So four of the goals were scored by two Chinese players. And your man Allen, I think he missed a hatful of chances as well. So it yeah, but he been. got one, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What I could hear, they, from what I saw on Twitter, I didn't see the game, but from what I saw on Twitter, yeah, pretty much like. Um, it could have been 10, 12, 14, anything, right? But do you not think 7-0 at home is a pretty good result for Easton? Well, they lost 7-0 at home. Yeah, but I still think, <laughs> I still think that's a pretty good result for nine men. Nine men against the Galacticos of them, like yeah. with the players that they've got, Padino, Alan, Goulart, Chinese ex-captain Zeng Zee still playing. By all yeah. accounts, Evergrande kept their foot on the accelerator for the whole 90 minutes and they really smashed them possession-wise and shots-wise. I think they had like 30-odd shots. So to, to restrict them to seven goals playing nine against 11, I think that's a, a very good result for Easton. I'd definitely say a very good result, but it could have been worse. Definitely could have been worse, yeah. But we called them the weapon boys. Yeah, I mean, the next the next game is the, they're at home, right? Uh, to Kawasaki. Kawasaki on the 1st of March right? uh, I guess we'll get to that a bit later yeah okay so yeah so few talking points uh, Korean teams performing pretty poorly uh, Australian teams performing disastrously 
Chinese teams performing well, Japanese teams performing better. Uh, yeah, Australian teams, two heavy losses and a draw against a weak team. Yeah. Korean teams, three losses and a draw, no goals scored because the, the goal that Suwon scored was an own goal. Yep. Uh, China, three wins. And Japan, three wins and a draw. Yeah. So, looking at it, yeah, it's not looking like it's going to be a, 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 another repeat of a all-Korean semi-final, right? Uh, no, it doesn't look like that. <laughs> it doesn't look like that at all, right? But, so, I guess we'll see what happens. So, did you see the controversy from the Chumbuk player? I did not, indeed. I did not, indeed. I did not. So, after, during or after the, the games on Tuesday, one of the Chumbuk players tweeted, uh, you should have let us should have let us participate. Something like that. We, we would have done much better. Oh, really? And Who I, was that? Kim jin Su was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, you know, I saw his name getting bandied about like, yesterday, but I didn't really know what he'd done or what he'd said. Yeah, he, he said something to the effect of, oh, you should have let us do it. And then that was liked by the Wookiee and a couple of other... And then Young Ki-hoon strode into it and said something against, all... against him, I think. Young Ki-hoon, but... Uh, so, yeah, that's basically kicked up a, a, a massive storm on Twitter among various football fans with all the Chumbuk fans saying, yeah, the, 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 the tournament's going to shit for the Korean teams because we're not participating. And all the other fans of other teams saying, well, you're a bunch of cheating scum, so you, you still don't realise what you've done. And, uh, yeah, that, that's how it's working. So, I mean, fans, OK, fans tweeting... Those kind of things, fine. I completely, I completely understand why John Book fans would, would, would tweet that. You know, podcast favourite, Matty Bins. I wouldn't be surprised if he tweeted, if John Book were there, it wouldn't have been so bad, blah, blah, blah. But a footballer shouldn't be tweeting that. That's pathetic. That's all I've got to say about that, to be honest. The other thing, of course, is that we we assume that Ch- the, the 2017 version of John Book is substantially weaker than the 2016 version. And... Are you confident they would have gone out and hammered Jiangsu if they played them? Uh, not really, no. Because Jiangsu destroyed them last year, right? Uh, when they, I mean, Jumbo went to pieces against Jiangsu. They threw one down at one point, right? And one in the game. So, uh, I don't think so, no. I don't... I mean, the, this, the Jumbo team, as we've discussed previously, doesn't particularly look like it's a, it's a strong team, right? They've lost some big players. They failed to sign, you know, like... Um, some some other players, you know, like they were linked with our seats and so on, right? So looking at it, no, I don't think that this, that this is a strong John Book team. So I don't think that they've done a bit, given a better show than, than Jeju, who shouldn't have lost, to be honest. Right. And that's Jeju's first game in the ACL in something like seven years or five years or something, Five right? years. Five years, right? So I think that's a little bit unfair. Kind of like, like, this was a team, Jeju, who weren't, weren't expecting to have had the playoff to like, get themselves marks fit and instead of throwing into like, a really tough group, right? So, no, I don't think John Book would have done any better and I think for a, a professional footballer to tweet that, I, I would disagree with that. I would, I would say that's pretty ridiculous. So, ban them for another year? Hey, ban him. Ban him from the podcast. That's, I'm, but we block him on Twitter. So he's not going to get to listen to any more podcasts because I know that every day on the way to training, he goes back through all the episodes listening. Podcast favourite, Kim Jin Soo. Banned. Blocked. <laughs> okay. Talk, okay. Talking of John Book. Talking of John Book. 
they were one of the two teams, well, there was maybe more, but one of the two that we're going to talk about, one of the two teams that re- released kits this week. Uh, we said earlier, one team released kits to an applaud from the fans, one team released kits to a boycott from the fans. Which one was John Book? Um, as you might guess by their their fan group name, the Mad Green Boys. Yeah. They were mad, and they're mad that the kit's not fully green, so they're boycotting it. Perfect. That that was a perfect way of leading into that, Paul. Yeah. So yeah. So apparently, why is it not green? It's kind of a a grada- gradation kit, right? It starts blue at the bottom, and it kind of fades into green as it goes up. Right? Yeah. Which, in my opinion, are two colours that are two colours that should never meet. To be perfectly honest, I thought it looked okay personally. I thought it looked honking. Yeah. I thought it looked like the kind of thing where someone. They, I've actually taught kids who have started drawing, forgot what they were doing, went away, came back, and then drew a different colour crayon, and that's what it looked like. So you're with the Mad Green Boys on this, are you? Yeah, always. But no, definitely, I, I am in this situation. I think. I think I may have tweeted this, but I think there are some things that you can and cannot mess about with. And whether we can say that, you know, the K-League has been running for 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, 100 years, 200, whatever, whatever. I understand that John Book and other teams in the K-League don't have the same level of, you know, like history and legacy as, you know, a Sheffield Wednesday, blue and blue and white pinstripes, Celtic, green and white hoops, Liverpool, all red, so on, right? But, but, but Wednesday have completely changed their kit this year. It's a, it's a very completely different style to anything I've seen in my lifetime. But it's always the same common base, no? Uh, not really. Oh, okay. Because normally Wednesday have like uh, stripes of relatively equal thickness, right? But now it's basically a blue kit with very white, very thin white pinstripes. Okay, so I mean that that's a bit of a big change then, yeah. But uh, I think you're still keeping the idea is still there, right? The concept is still there, but I mean, for John Book to go and suddenly like have one half green and one half blue, uh, I just I just don't think that. I think this is another idea that adds to some of the issues that we have in the K League, where people, you know, I mean, it's like this top is now no longer the iconic fluorescent green that we're used to seeing John Book in. Do you know what I mean? Now it's suddenly like, yeah, we can just change our home kit to be green and blue if we want. Um, and people have said, well, Songnam changed theirs. Yeah, Songnam changed theirs because they changed the club name. It went from being Songnam Ilwa to like Songnam FC. That's why they changed. At that point, they were they changed, right? Um, so I think that's a little bit different than changing. I think you can mess about with your home, with your away kit, but I think changing home colours is a bad idea. And I completely understand why the Magdalene boys would boycott. If you look at, say, Arsenal, Arsenal have changed their the colour of their home kit to... So, so it's been like kind of bright red at times and it's been kind of dark maroon at times. Is Where do you stand on that? But the same... Well, they're Arsenal, anyway. I thought it would be teams that had a legacy. <laughs> teams that had a history of being successful and winning things. All right, um, take Sheffield Wednesday. Up until the 60s, they played in all white. And then in the 60s, they went to blue. And then they went to blue and white stripes. Really? Apparently. I did not know that. I know nothing about Wednesday. Celtic, green and white hoops. Despite the fact I've been talking about them for two years. <laughs> green and white hoops, Liverpool red, Man U red, Chelsea blue. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, I personally don't think they should mess about with it. That's my own opinion. But there was another strip released this week. And yet again, Songnam may not be winning any trophies this year, but they will win Kit of the Year award. Their home and away kits are the, by far the best in the league. Uh, so, 
okay, they're black and they're white, uh, but the black the the white kit uh, has like a collar and gold writing of like uh, Jubilee Bank, and the black kit has this kind of like thin stripe. You can just see it a little bit barely this thin um, idea of a, of a of a of a kind of black stripe going through it. Um, yeah, sorry, a, a white stripe going through it. So I, th I think it's pretty it's pretty sweet. It's a pretty good looking kit. Um, and yeah, they. I mean, I again, I'll be definitely buying it, uh, and I definitely, yeah, I definitely like. Even though it doesn't like fit. It. Yeah, it does fit. There's no, there's no reason for it not to fit. It fit last year. You were complaining a couple of years ago that you couldn't get a kit to fit you. It was a couple of years ago. Last year's, once we moved to Umbro, uh, everything has begun to fit since we moved to Umbro, yeah. Okay. Because Umbro make kits for the average fan, not not just skinny fans. Um, but yeah, so um, so yeah, so pretty decent kit. Uh, I'll be happy. I'll, hopefully, I, I want to try and buy. I want uh, I want to try and buy both of them to be perfectly honest, but I'm not really sure. The the away kit I couldn't get to fit me last year at all, mm -hmm. um, but but hopefully yeah uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get at so least the home. So you'll be getting three kits this year. Uh, no, just the home and away. Oh yeah, I, I make well. We also have a pink goalkeeping top, so I, I might get three. You're right. Yeah, I never thought about oh, that. Sometimes I've got a pink goalkeeping top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I might be, I might very well find myself buying that. Yeah. So you're gonna get four kits then. Uh, why would I get four kits? Although actually, the other day. The other day I met uh, K-League United's uh, main man, Ryan. Mm -hmm. He was talking about buying you a uh, Chunnam top as well, so you could be getting five kits. Not going to happen. Uh, if, if by a fourth kit, Paul, you're trying to allude at some point in time that I'm going to ever wear the disgraced colours of red and black, then no. He was pretty annoyed that you didn't deliver his case of beer to the, to the ground. I would say he could have got his finger out his ass and come and met me in John Book. In John Book? <laughs> Maybe he did, and you went that. Maybe he did in uh, Gong Dog, yeah. Yeah, so the away goalkeeping top is green uh, for Songnam, and the home goalkeeping top uh, seems to be pink, yeah. So, I don't really buy goalkeeping tops, to be honest. I to say, uh, it's, not, it's not a thing for me, but yeah, I'll definitely buy that home top, definitely. Okay, so, speaking of Songnam, anything else that Songnam have been in the news for this week, Paul? Uh, yep. You want to take us through it? So I can then counter your argument or counter your viewpoint. Uh, what's there to counter? That um, fake Lego makers Oxford have brought out a, a Songnam Oxford Lego kit. They have indeed, yes. It looked quite cool. Yeah, I quite like it actually. Yeah. Not quite sure how many they're going to sell because it's not like Songnam's the most supported club ever. So, so the idea is that you buy the stadium. Yeah. And then each week you buy a player. So they're going to bring a player over over the course of the season. Yeah. Then that you build up the the Songnam team. Uh, but behind, what they've done is they've, is they've got a temporary stand, a, like a Lego temporary stand as and, well. And that which, part, but which actually quite funny. The Lego temporary stand could, in actual fact, be more secure than the actual temporary stand. <laughs> Interestingly, on the box of the of the Lego set, there is a photograph uh, taken during a match of said temporary stand. And as sad as I am, I had a quick look to see if oneself appeared. And yes, I am on the official Songnam Lego, Oxford Lego uh, box. Holding a beer? Probably. I am at a football game. So yeah, so yeah, so they have a. So I will I have a couple of mad Lego fans. Uh, 
Like they love Lego, not that they're mad. Uh, so maybe I'll buy a couple of the players for them, I think. So if one was looking to buy you a present, say in June, uh, that would be an, uh, an acceptable gift? Something that you'd be happy to register for? Yeah, I would be happy with it, but I'm not sure anyone else who might be in the vicinity of said gift being presented would be happy with a Lego set. Okay. Back to the cash in the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Okay, so I guess the only other thing to do then, just to wrap a thing up, is to go through the ACL previews just for next week. Or do you have anything else to add right now, Paul? Just before we do previews, there's a, a note that's been made by the AFC on the Guangzhou Eastern ticket issues, which says, the match commission has confirmed that there has been no breach of competition rules by either the host team or the host member association, as Guangzhou Evergrande have offered Eastern SC a ticket allocation for the AFC Champions League match and have indeed made further tickets available. So, uh, yeah, nothing to say, nothing to do. Money wins again. Yep, pretty much. Okay, so final thing then for, for this week um, is to go through the previews for next week's uh, ACL. A uh, couple of huge matches coming up, I guess. Paul, do you want to take us through? Do you want to take us through Souls Group first? So Group Group uh, F. Who are Soul playing? They go to Japan to play Uruawa. Okay, prediction. Uh, KG draw. Uh, I'm going to predict a Urawa victory and so to effectively be out the ACL. Uh, is, that game on, is that game on Tuesday or Wednesday? That game is on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday, yeah. Yep. Okay. So if so are travelling to Urawa, that means that uh, Western Sydney Wanderers are travelling to Shanghai, yeah? Uh, yes. Okay. How do you see that one panning out? Uh, I think that will be an away win. I think it'll be a wee win. I hope it'll be a wee win. You hope it'll be a wee win. I think it'll definitely be a home win. Uh, I think one thing is for not for sure, but one thing I think that will happen uh, next week's games is I think Western Sydney Wanderers will be pretty much resigned to not qualifying from the group. I think they'll go to Shanghai and I think they'll lose. Maybe not by 4-0 or 3-0 or, or anything, but I think they'll definitely lose next week, yeah. Which will leave them on zero points in Shanghai on six. Whether Yuraba and Seoul get you the points, I don't know. But I think Shanghai will, will effectively uh, ruin Western Sydney Wanderers, kill Western Sydney Wanderers' uh, Champions League hopes okay. next week. Which then means that that double header between Seoul and, and Western Sydney Wanderers could be absolutely massive, then, right? For the wooden spoon. For the, well, I guess. You know, if one team, if so, won both of them, that would put them back in contention, right? But if they haven't taken two draws, it would literally just destroy the both of them, right? Yeah, and don't forget they've never beaten Western Sydney Wanderers yet in four games. Yeah. So. But it's been defeats or draws? Three draws and a defeat, I think. Okay. But I guess we'll, we'll get to that when we do those previews, which will be in March, yeah? Okay. Uh, Group E, uh, the other game on Wednesday this time sees Ulsan at home uh, as they host Brisbane uh, who do you think what do you think is going to happen there um, I think that will be a cagey draw <laughs> I get the feeling you're just going to keep seeing cagey draw for every game yeah uh, ok I think Ulsan will win that one 1-0 one ok actually when Brisbane came up to play Suwon a couple of years ago they weren't very good were they no not really but then again they did 
put out Shanghai Shenhua uh, in the playoffs, right? Unexpectedly to now. Yeah. So maybe they'll be better travelling than they were at home, but as if we're drawing in Muang Thong. So can you draw? Nah, I think Ulsan. And we'll see Ulsan will squeeze it with a 2-1 victory. Okay. So that then leaves uh, Kashima Antlers travelling to uh, Muang Thong. How do you see that one going? Uh, away win. I'm going to say that's a KT draw. Okay. Uh, Muang Thong drew nothing each um, in in Brisbane, so yeah. I think when it comes to them being at home, I think they're going to hold their own okay. against most teams that that come to to their home ground. So I'm going to put that one down as a as a nothing each draw. Okay. Okay. Fast forward to the Wednesday. Uh, let's go with the big one first of all. We have Suwon Blue Wings hosting Guangzhou Evergrande. Uh, will you be going to that game, Paul? Seeing as, seeing as Seoul are not in town that weekend, will you be taking in, taking in that game? Uh, no, I will not, because where would I sit? Somewhere in a seat in the stand. No, I can't associate. Can't see myself associating with fans of either team, so okay. no, I'll pass. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, if I have time, depending on what, what time various things that I'm involved in finish, then I'll, I'll maybe try and go to that game, yeah? Where would you sit? Uh, halfway line. Just where I sat when they played Yuraba. I wouldn't go in the Evergrande fan then, I wouldn't, and I can't go in uh, S, right? Okay. So, now we've discussed if we're going to go and if we're going to sit, where, what do you think the, the score will be? And this time you cannot say KG draw, even if you think it. It's going to be a... a... what's, what's the synonym for KG? Tight, tight, hotly contested. Uh, a, a cautious, a, a cautious draw. A, 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 it's going to be a cautious tie. Cautious tie, okay. Uh, if memory serves me right, Evergrande have drawn twice at Seoul recently. At Seoul? Yeah, didn't they drew a Seoul definitely like two years ago, right? Yeah, in the group stages, uh, I'm going to say they're going to draw this one against Suwon as well. Okay. Nothing each. Evergrande will know that they'll win their home games, and so they won't care about travelling. So I think they're just going to come out and play a, a rather boring, tiresome nothing each draw. Okay. Uh, Eastern, as we discussed earlier, uh, Eastern will be playing against uh, Kawasaki Frontale. Missing two players. Missing two players. Um, how do you how do you see that one going? Uh, I'm going to say that's going to be an entertaining draw. Entertaining draw. I'm going to say Kawasaki Fantasia are going to win that 3 now. Okay. Okay, I think Eastern minus two players are going to be even worse than they were against, against Guangzhou Evergrande, yeah? Okay. And then final group uh, sees Jeju um, travelling to Gamba. Well, not to Gamba, to Osaka, to play Gamba Osaka. Having been in Osaka, it was like, well, I'm going to keep saying every single time Osaka are playing at home. Uh, I think they'll win that one. I think Osaka will win that one 1-0. One You're not tempted to go to that? No, I'm not, no. It's a holiday, so you could do it. No, I'm not tempted to go to that. Okay. I think my days of travelling to Japan on a whim uh, are probably over for the foreseeable year. <laughs> Some Something to save up for. Songnam's return to the Champions League, that's what I'm saving up for. Okay. 
So be a millionaire by then. Yeah. So I'm going to say that will be a, a close tie, but one 0 for Gamba. And the remaining tie in that group. I maintain that group. Sees. Uh, well, I guess it sees Adelaide go to Jiangsu. It does indeed. Um, after Adelaide getting beat 3-0, I think they're going to be rocked. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, probably Jiangsu will win that one easily. Okay. So that would leave, I think Jiangsu and Gamba are going to end up on six points and clear and clear top of the table, yeah, come the, come the end of Wednesday. Okay, sweet. Okay, anything else to add? Anything, anything other than, than what we've done? Any other interesting news about ACL or anything coming up? Uh, yeah, what, what have we just been doing before this? Uh, before this, Paul sh- sh- didn't really broadcast on a family podcast. Oh, b- b- before this, oh yeah, uh, we went to uh, KBS. Yeah, we were li- well not live, but we recorded uh, an interview for KBS World Radio uh, with a rather professional Yuri. More, much more professional than us. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, and be- better equipment as well. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, I would probably agree with that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we went there, did a, a brief 15-20 uh, minute interview. I guess that's going to air on the the first game of the season, the first week of the season, on March 4th. Uh, the way it works is it's probably going to air three or four times uh, over of the course of that weekend. It will also be posted on their website. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. So if you ever want to go in and see a bad photograph of us, you'll see us. Or if you ever want to go and listen to a bad recording of us, just keep following our podcast. Um, so yeah, so once we get actual details of the web link, I guess we'll put that up next week. Uh, once we get the actual details and stuff. But yeah, it's going to be up uh, roughly around 5 o'clock, Paul. Uh, yeah, 5.20 I think it was on. 5, so, 5.15, 5.20. So about 5.15, 5.20. So basically... Uh, I guess after watching Songnam have a dreary nothing eats strawberry Pusan, I'll listen to myself talk about the, the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So as always, uh, feel free to tweet us in any comments uh, or anything, any feedback on the show, anything at all to uh, Kaylee underscore podcast. Uh, please feel free to peruse uh, our blog www.48shadesblog.com for things like cliches or the advent calendar. And as always. For any uh, news on the K-League, you can always uh, visit kleagueunited.com as well. Um, if you want to look at any previews, any reviews, uh, have a look at upcoming matches, yeah? Okay, well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Paul, anything you want to add, finally? How do we link into to this week's outro? Uh, I've got, I'll give you a choice. You can pick whichever one you prefer. Okay. Uh, we can go with Robbie Williams' song, Radio. Why? Because of our radio show? Because of our radio show. Okay. Or we can go with something by Girls' Generation, who had a, a member called Yuri, in commemoration of the ple- pleasant afternoon we just spent with a girl called Yuri. Okay. Because of that final comment that you made, can you please go be Radiohead and Creep? Don't be a fellow being shot at something.